Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Um, it was fine till I got on the phone with you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All of and now I want to commit child aside. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> what is that? I do know the word for that, but I can't think what it is. I know what fratricide is when you kill your parent. <laughs> no, fratricide is when you kill your brother, isn't it? Brother, okay. Well, child side works. Child, child, child side. side. <laughs> okay. Today we are going to be talking about Becoming a Vincent by C.M. Owens, and later we are going to be doing our Know Yo Attractive Male Alert March Madness Bracket. It's quite the mouthful. That is a mouthful. But first, mom. <laughs> Boy, there's a joke yeah, there. Yeah, there but, is. Okay. <laughs> They're a mouthful. But first, mom, what have you been reading? <laughs> what? You're, oh, I forgot. Oh my no, gosh. I do know. <laughs> Shush. Okay, so the last book we did was My Fake Rake. Then I read Bloodbound by Patricia Briggs, which is the second book in the Mercy Thompson series. Uh-huh. Is all that correct, Ellen? Did I say all that right? Yeah. <laughs> then I read um, whatever book we did last time. Uh, what was it? <laughs> oh, Lush Money. Lush Money. Yeah. I did read that one. Oh, I liked that one too. Um, and then I read this book, Becoming a Vincent. Um, yeah. I have read nothing besides what we've done on the podcast. Sorry. Sue me. By the way, mom and I are squabbling right now because I ask, she has to like know what books she has to read and then she's doing something during the break segment and that is literally like, and I never ask her to do anything. I ask her to do those two things and she's doing it after I've called her and I'm like, I've prepared the rest of the podcast and you can't like freaking do this. Ellen, they don't want to hear your whining complaints. <laughs> Well, you're the one that was bringing it up during the show, so I felt like I had Whatever. to. I had to okay. explain. Why. I love you, dear. You're you're so great. You're the best daughter ever. Thank you. I already knew that, but now now go on and stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about becoming a Vincent by C. M. Owens. This is the first book in her The Wild Ones series. Uh, the follow-ups, Growing Wild and Wilder, also are out. And, like, the last one, so Wilder came out in 2018, so I don't know if the series is done or, but it seems like there's a lot of characters in here that could have a there's book. There's a lot of characters. I mean, this could go on and on for a long time. Yeah. The, and, spoiler alert, I have started the next book. <laughs> yeah. And um, there's even more, I mean, just more and more people keep cropping up, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Here's the back cover description for this book. I won't say anything about that. Thank you. You're just reading the back cover description. The back cover description for this one is kind of funny, though. So I was like, I'm not going to write anything better than this. So we'll just yes. do this. I'm not funny. Uh, so here's the back cover description. When you live in a place where turbo speed internet is a slight step above dial-up, men carry on nine-year beard-growing challenges out of stubborn pride, and your brothers do things like nail all your panties to the outside of your cabin just for funsies, you tend to be a little crazy. You can call it a locational hazard, if you will. That's Tomahawk for you. We rank people based on just 
on just how crazy they are. And the four craziest families in town are called the wild ones. I'm on the bottom tier of those, so technically I'm not as crazy as the other wild ones. In fact, if it wasn't for my brothers and their endless antics, I wouldn't be considered a wild one at all. Ahem, sure, we'll go with that. Anyway, I have a best friend who endures it all with me. Benson Nolans is my one constant favorite person. Without him, I'd probably go really crazy and not the fun kind. It'd be ridiculous after three years of a flawless friendship to mess that all up by falling for him. I mean, even if we did get a little too close one night, it'd be reckless endangerment. Even if we su did suddenly feel the chemistry that's always been there and stop towing the line, it'd be a foolish risk to take. It'd be stupid to start hoping a really fun but completely irrational night with zero inhibitions might accidentally happen. Really stupid, right? So, Mom, <laughs> what did you think of Becoming a Vincent? Ellen, I love this book. I, I think I loved it. Um, but not for conventional reasons. I, think I, I loved it, so I'm so <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm afraid that you'll keep singing is what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Just um, wait till the break segment. <laughs> um, no, I loved this book and I felt like it was a complete page turner, but not because the story was super engrossing. It's just that it was such a fun read. Yeah. I just, it's like, I want to go read just because I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah. It brings me joy. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the like plot pacing of this one a little bit later in the questions but yes I'm also a love on this and um it's more to do with the the characters and town and setting and things like that than really anything else um but that was all so much fun and endearing that I well, didn't her mind. writing style her writing style is really fun and funny yeah. and the way she words things and it's just a complete joy to read. And it really, like, I loved this idea of this town that has these four corners of crazy and it really just made me want to go, like, live in this town in a cabin on a lake and, you know, hang out yeah. with all these crazy people. And, and apparently all the guys are hot now. Apparently. So. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Um, I loved all the little, like, facts at the beginnings of the chapters. I, I wrote down my two favorite. Always watch your back, or at least have someone crazy enough to watch it for you. <laughs> and then, a surprised wild one is always a wild card. Carry a helmet and condom, just in case. You never know which one you'll need. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, really... This is the perfect first book. It does kind of have some first book itis going on, but she well, also. Are you going to have a question about that? Because I have something to say about that. About first book itis? Yeah. No. Can I say something about it? Not until I finish saying what I was just saying. Well, that's yours is going to be lame, and mine's really good. <laughs> she, I hate you so much. She does a really. I I found it really interesting because she just throws you into this town. Like, there are things that she's saying, and I'm like, what the hell? Why does she have a dead chipmunk flag? You know? Like, there's a lot of stuff like that. But she, I, I thought, in the end, I really liked it, that she just literally plops you into this town and really doesn't explain anything about it until kind of, like, as things go throughout the book. 
Go ahead. That's say your marvelous thing. Okay, well, yours wasn't as lame as I thought, because that's pretty much what I was going to say. <laughs> I hate but, <laughs> but I also, because she doesn't really explain much until, like, she's explaining it to his parents or to yeah. his mom later on. And so, yeah, you're just thrown into it. And then, but, but I think it's well done because she doesn't try to explain everything at the beginning of the book or try to explain over and over. Because that's where we get into first book itis, where it's just like all oh, this explanation about. Mm-hmm. And there, it's bonkers. There's crazy stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, literally crazy stuff going on. And um, I, but I really like the way she did it, where it's just like, okay, we're just going along with this for the story. Yeah. And then, you know, towards the end, as more of it gets explained, then you're like, oh, okay, well, it's still crazy. But now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, totally agree. And, um, I really liked that about it. And at first I was like, what the hell is going on? But in the end, I think I liked it all the more for that. So I, I respected I agree. the choice. Um, okay, mom, what did you think of Lila as our heroine? I loved Lila. I loved that she just like, her crazy brothers and she just brings them to bear and um the whole scene where she's like trying to be cool in front of his parents or doesn't want his parents to see how crazy she is like, it's embarrassing there's a girl and she's beating like, the shit out of these guys <laughs> on your lawn what's that and he's like this is life <laughs> yeah. but i love that she's like shooting with a bb gun and <laughs> yeah you know just kicking the crap out of him and and yeah i i thought that was hilarious yeah she cracks me up and i can totally relate to i mean my two brothers are not as crazy but it was me Mm. me and two brothers no they're not (laughs) mom (laughs) um but so i could relate to that and i liked that aspect um and i love how she's like I'm the only sane one in this town. And it's like, but are you? Are you? (laughs) I totally agree with her, uh, with her thoughts on running. And then here's another line where I was like, yes, um, I totally relate to this as well. Uh, He says something. She says, yes, I could totally make a half a dozen dirty jokes about him loving working with wood and actually doing it in nature. But I suppress my inner teenage boy and focus on the important part. And as someone who um, has... Who doesn't suppress her inner teenage boy. Yeah, I was going to say. Who tried her hardest to suppress her inner teenage boy when she was starting a relationship. um, You know, I I appreciate that because I haven't... It did not last for very long that I did that. Well, our whole family suffers from having an inner teenage yeah. boy that we can't seem to shake. I really, I blame growing up with like a bunch of teenage boys for making me this way. But also, you're at fault as well because you make more dumb <laughs> I teenage say, boy I didn't. jokes. I, I blame because I think I blame being in the Air Force for so many years yeah. and hanging out with so many, you know, single Air Force dudes around my house yeah. and. We got inundated with teenage boy humor. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought Lila was a ton of fun. And yeah. And I, yeah, I love, like you said, I love that scene (laughs) where she's beating up her brothers. And um, she just had a lot of moments like that. That, I mean, 
And there's some listeners that are that uh, say this in their comments, but you just as soon as you just buy into the crazy shenanigans that take place in this town, you're gonna love this book. Like it's yeah. kind of like, but you do have to do that to a certain extent. And it is pretty crazy. I mean, it's yeah, like it's not normal, like silly stuff. It's like, pretty bonkers. Yeah. But mom equated it, it to the like the Winston. She's like. But kind of less classy. <laughs> well, it's because at the beginning they all had beards. Yeah. I was like, it's like the Winstons, only not as classy. Yeah. Which, you know, the Winstons aren't super classy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of Benson as our hero? Mm. <laughs> oh, you made a yummy noise. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> No, I love that he's like this, like ZZ Top kind of beard thing going on in the beginning, and then he shaves it off, and she's like, "Holy!" Well, that hello. not only her, but everybody in the town everybody. is like knocking yeah. down his door. Like, that was hidden beneath that. And um, well, he didn't have the beard when he moved there, so he. Did, but he had a beard. He had a beard, but not like the big old beard that yeah. he was rocking there for a while. Because nine years, they'd been growing their beards for nine years. Yeah, we're gonna yes. we're gonna talk about the beards, and we're gonna because there's you know a whole thing that we have to get into about the beards. Um, yeah. But I loved him. He, I did. Was and he was so fit in so well with all. He was like the calm in in this storm of crazy. Yeah. But he just like rolls with it. Yeah. And just loves her even though she's. Like bonkers. Well, and I love how when he's got like the water cannon at the, yeah. at the towards the end, and her aunt is like, "He better knock this off." He's like, "We got." She's like, "We got enough crazy in this town. We don't need another fifth corner of crazy in this town." <laughs> um, and I felt like he felt like a real guy in that he is oblivious to the ways in which a woman can overanalyze a situation. Um, because true, the whole conflict doesn't even occur to him yes. when any girl would have known like that it should have. Um, yes. so that felt good. But um, I wish that we had gotten more of his perspective because we really only got like a few really short chapters of it. Yeah, I was going to say, anytime it was his perspective, it was only like a four-page chapter or something. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Which, by the way, this book was very short. You know what, though? I was on board. Yeah. There's a lot of books that we read that I th- think, uh, you know, I it could have been shorter. They could have cut some of stuff out of that. Yeah. But this one, it left me thinking, oh, I wish I had more of his perspective. I wish I had more. So yeah, a book true. should leave you wanting more. It yeah. shouldn't leave you thinking finally i'm done <laughs> especially with the first book because it makes yeah. you want to jump like right into the and it does kind of just pick up where this one left off so mm-hmm. anyway i i enjoyed this book so much that i have started the next book i'm halfway through the next book so anything else to say about benson no okay but i thought he was adorable yeah i loved he him he is very cute and i i do love <laughs> How he's like, I don't look that different. And they're all like, yeah, you do. Yeah, and, you do. <laughs> and when they break, oh, that was the other part I loved, is that when everybody in the town thinks they broke up and all these girls are, you know, bringing. Coming over with food. Yeah, bringing food over to his house. His brother's like, there's another girl at the door. 
Lila and all the girls, when they find out, they're like, scram! They're not broken up. Lila <laughs> will kill you. Up. And they don't want Lila mad at them. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, okay, Mom. Where do you fall on Beardgate? On this, the beards in this thing? Yeah. I... I love a good beard. Yes. Okay. I'm going to start with that. Mm-hmm. But it has to be a good beard. And some of these just crazy, all over the place, scraggly looking beards well, when they do s- not do it for Yeah. Me. When they say that these beards have not been groomed in like nine years, yeah, um, that is very troubling to me for many yeah. reasons. But I'm like, yeah, no, that can't be a good beard. And I'm like, and I do like that he keeps the beard it's just maintained because yeah. she's not saying like no on beards she's just saying they need to be groomed which is where my stance is as well well and if they weren't groomed at all then just hygienically it just seems like uh, ooh. um and you know i get that some of them can can be clean and cared for but a lot of them aren't yeah so, but so I do love a beard. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna say yes. I love a beard, but just a big mass of hair. Yeah, not all beards are created equal, nor should no, they be. No, they are not. Um, <laughs> and I liked how she equated it to you know like shaving of the legs. It's like yes. Do you understand the lengths that we go to? To yeah. Groom ourselves your face is for this you. big. I have legs and armpits that need shaved all the time that are much bigger than your face. Yeah. So stop whining to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that is, and I I did love this premise of all the guys shave their beards and the women in this town just like lose their minds. Lose their minds. <laughs> and and I liked how. They had the girls all show up, um, you know, when they were making a vote on if they should continue the beard bet. <laughs> they make all the girls show up and fawn over the beardless guys so that all the guys are like, yeah, let's shave them. Let's get rid of them. Let's shave them. <laughs> we might actually get laid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Okay, we're going to talk about the conflict, but first, let's talk about how there is not much conflict nor a whole lot that is actually going on. Well, there's a lot going on, let's be clear. But plot-wise, conflict-wise, there's not a whole lot going on. Agree or disagree? Agree. I mean, it was a, um, I don't want to say a simple story, but it was, it's a 200-page book. And it's definitely more slice of life than anything, I would say. I would say, too. Um, but, uh, I mean, I get the conflict. I got why she was upset. First of all, she was a little, you know, she knew he was from a rich family. She'd figured that out. And she was a little feeling like, you know, we're rednecks and. He's ashamed of me. He's ashamed of showing me off to his family. And and he's like, finally, he's like, no, I'm ashamed of them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, he and like I said, he should have known that that was how yeah a girl was gonna read that or just explain it to her that look th- this 
horrible. You know, and the whole thing about his having dated his stepsister, which is all kind of weird anyway. But That's all very rednecky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's blaming her for being ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, just explain that to her. Yeah. She probably would have been fine with all. I mean, I'm sure she would have been fine with all of it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When it was all revealed, when it was all said and done, I'm like, yeah, this wasn't that bad. I mean, it's awkward yeah. to be sure, but it's all workable. But it did give us that great scene with her beating up her brothers. Yes, that's true. Um, I love the <laughs> that when she finds out what's going on, she, she tells her brothers, as soon as you can move, you can kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. When she finds out that his stepsister yeah. is there. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely more slice of life. And I, I think it's like you said, I just liked this town and so I just liked kind of hanging out in this town and I think I was fine with there not being a whole lot to like necessarily sink your teeth into so yeah I agree it was just just fun just a fun little let's go hang out with these guys for a while kind of thing fun little romp if you will yes um okay mom let's talk about sex baby um so the sex in this book okay my one quibble this does not really have to do with the sex per se but i think if i did not have to like read or hear the term vagina lips ever again (laughs) that i would be fine with that (laughs) and when she's talking about like cutting off vagina lips i'm like Ow, first of all, but also, like, ew. (laughs) On several levels. (laughs) um, You know, some, yeah. Um, Just so you know, the sex in this book, it ramps up a lot in the second book, but... Oh, does it? Because it was was a thing, and, and like, they get after it, for sure, in in this one. Yeah. yeah, it was, I mean, well, it's, and they, they, okay, so the thing with them, right, because there's not much of a conflict, um, they, I mean, like, the book is, they've basically been into each other for a while, but they both yeah. didn't recognize it, and well, I then, think he recognized it, but I don't think yeah, she did. And then pretty early on in the book, they're like, yeah, let's do this thing, and they're doing this thing for a good portion <laughs> of the book. What thing is that, Ellen? <laughs> well, they break some headboards and... <laughs> they uh, do. They broke her whole bed. Yeah. Um, and I did write down this line. <laughs> when her brothers are coming and, you know, threatening him after they've just had their headboard bed breaking sex... And she's like, me, you're the two baboons who are in my front yard assuring me that I'll be a born again virgin after admitting to eavesdropping on me having sex. (laughs) A born again virgin. (laughs) Because they're like, you put it back, put that cherry back. (laughs) (laughs) And they keep calling her their baby sister. She says, I was born before both of you guys. I'm your older sister. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the sex is a thing that 
um, it is a thing. Takes up a good I'll, portion of the book. I do love how touchy and affectionate they are, even before they are into each other, like mm-hmm. before they start becoming an item. How, like, even when uh, Liam comes over and for a date with her, and and I love how her aunt's like, I was kept setting up on these dates so that Benson, so that you realize Benson was the one you wanted. Because <laughs> anytime I set you up, he got super like territorial of you. Yes. And he did. And it would be weird to be there on a date and this guy's, you know, she's leaning up against him. He's got his arm around her waist. Yeah. It's like, I'm supposed to date this? <laughs> what exactly is the situation here? <laughs> yeah, Liam was like a big entryway into this town. I think that's like kind yeah. of his purpose is he's who we get a lot of explanation of the town oh. for. He has a purpose. I know. Well, I know the second book is about him. and He has a special purpose, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> special purpose. Um, Mom, what was your swooniest moment? Well, as we discussed, it was hard to come up with a swooniest moment for this one because there was no, you know, super romantic grand gesture. I mean, the grand gesture was a water cannon. Yeah, so. I mean, the the big moments in this one are all, like, kind of pranky or uh, crazy. crazy. Yeah. Um, I loved when she fell asleep on him, and that's when she realized, she wakes up in the morning, and she says, and this is even before he shaved off his beard. He still had his beard, and she's like, huh. Um, yeah, I think she started having... Thoughts about him, and she and well, she was thoughts when she was feeling him. things. If <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. And yeah, and it was conflicting for her because she didn't know, you know, if he felt the same or mm-hmm. the whole friends to lovers thing is is always a hard one because mm-hmm. you never know. You know, they never know. Neither one of them wants to make that first step because. Yeah. Well, per usual, you already mentioned my swooniest moment. Well, we share a brain, Ellen. You Whatever. know that, don't you? So my, <laughs> my swooniest moment is just all the touching that was taking place yeah. before um, they admit their feelings to each other. And, and I love how, like, everybody who's been hanging out with them is like, oh, you guys finally... You finally got together. We've seen it for we've seen it for years. <laughs> but like, you guys are always in guys. each other's pocket and things like that. <laughs> um, so that was my swooniest moment. But yeah, it was hard to pick a swooniest moment, and I think it's because of all the craziness, because of just like the nature of their kind of teasing relationship that there was. Well, wasn't. and I did get. It's not like it wasn't a swoony romantic book because I did get all. The giddy feels, you yeah. know, while I was reading the book, and and I LOL'd multiple yeah, times. Yeah, me too. And I so, highlighted a lot of stuff that I was like, I want mom to know that I thought this was funny, so I'm going to highlight <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I know, I I get you. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it was just it was fun. It was still romantic and mm-hmm. and silly and just a charming book. Yeah. Um, let's hear what some of the listeners thought of this one. Catherine says, this one was a love for me. I have a long list of quibbles with it, but I won't put them here because the important part was I read this book in the exact right moment and it made me happy, which is what romance books are all about. Uh, Charlie Brown, I'm adding that. Um, I know this was 
this will be a comfort read I come back to in the future. I was so charmed and grinning the whole way through. I will share one of my quibbles though. If you're friends with someone for three years who is a triplet, how does it not come up in conversation that you're a twin? Yeah, that is a little weird. Especially when well, she's like starting to go into about how like, I will not bear children. I don't want multiples. <laughs> they come in multiples. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, he didn't like talking about his family though at all. So yeah. that's probably why it just never came well, up. Well, and I but. think like, because especially he had beef with specifically his brother. His twin, his twin brother. Yeah, yeah. That, that was also, which I, I feel the, like the beef with the twin brother had gone on for too long. And I'm glad that it is. Especially when they get off, got over it as easily as they got over it. Yeah. It seems like. It's like, but, we couldn't um, have done this like a while ago. Really? <laughs> I don't know that twins works that way, where if the guy is a twin, that it, like, you have a bigger chance of having twins. I don't think it works that way. I think it's all on the female. Yeah, but, yeah, which is why she didn't want to. Yeah, which I get. <laughs> I understand. Um, especially since she was of triplets and her mom was of twins. It's like. Yeah. That's... There's only if they go if they're going exponentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I will say I also liked that the whole his family thing got over pretty quickly, and that his family right. was not like super uptight or you know didn't like her, and then that added drama. I like. I mean, her mom ended up being de- his mom ended up being delightful. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Deborah said, I wasn't in the right frame of mind for the silliness that the grown triplets were up to in the beginning of the book, but decided to keep reading. After taking a break and spending some playtime with the grandkids, I was much more relaxed and decided to just go with the pranks. After that point, I really enjoyed the book, especially how much his parents were willing to embrace the crazy little town. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I do think you really just have to, like, kind of buy into this book (laughs) And whatever, whatever they throw at me, I'm going to take it. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I was going to make a great comment. No, I can't remember what it was. Sure. But um, <laughs> I, I agree, though, that I think that you have to be in the right frame of mind, though. I mean, we've said this many times where we've read books and thought I maybe would have liked it better if I was if something else was going on in my life. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Deborah says, uh, no, sorry, Cassie says, I loved Benson. I loved how Benson and Lila were always touching each other, even when they were just friends. I kind of wish the story had leaned into a slower burn version of the friends to lovers trope, but it was still cute. I did end up getting a little annoyed with all the juvenile antics by the end of the book, but I liked this story overall. Yeah, I could have dealt like, yeah, slightly. If we like put the brakes on it a little bit, I think I would have been happy with that. I read it thinking this would be such a fun TV series about this crazy town and, you know, having mm, all these hot guys that <laughs> shave off their beards and then, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, we have more with that. And all this crazy stuff going on. Really, I, I, you know, there's certain scenes I was like, that would be a fun one to see yeah, on the screen. Yeah, it up. I just want to live in that town. I just think that would be fun. Um, even if it was just like I had a summer home there. Like, just do that when they're less crazy, because apparently they get crazier <laughs> in the winter. Crazier in the winter. Um, Jessica says, Mom and Ellen. 
I loved this book. I devoured it in the span of a couple hours this evening. The, this book was just so much fun to read. No real angst or conflict slash drama, just tons of shenanigans and great chemistry between Lila and Benson. I laughed out loud and thoroughly enjoyed all of the ridiculousness, the town of Tomahawk, and all its quirky residents. I also absolutely adored the bearded Benson. I was perpetually swooning over how much he clearly adored Lila, always wanting to touch her, protect her, and comfort her. Sigh. I also loved the whole man makeover thing scene here too. Benson cleaned up his beard and hair, and poof, all the ladies could suddenly see how hot he is. This trope is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Overall, this book was a real winner for me, and I'm definitely going to be checking out the other books set in Tomahawk. Yeah, that's about where I landed, too, I think. Um, and I think it's important to point out, it's not just, it's a fun read, not just because of the crazy stuff that's going on in the story, but she writes it really funny. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, like, and Lila's in her voice. Due. Yeah, Lila's inner voice is is hilarious, and you know it's it's just fun to read because of that as well. Not just the crazy stuff going on around yeah. her, but the way she think. Re- you know, you can read her thoughts, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Lori says, such a fun read. The crazy was over the top, but I was thoroughly entertained. I wish we had gotten a bit more of Benson's POV, especially early on. He was so dang swoony, and it was obvious he was smitten with Lila from the beginning. So I don't think getting in his head earlier would have spoiled anything. At any rate, I feel pretty sure I'll be back for more Wild One Adventures in Tomahawk. Um, I totally agree. I wish that we had gotten more Benson, but... With what you just said, I also think that maybe she just enjoyed writing Lila more. And Lila is kind of the more fun narrator, probably. Um, So, but I do agree. I would have, like, especially in the beginning, I I was, like, when we got our first Benson chapter, I was, like, oh, I didn't even know this was going to happen. <laughs> the dual POV was thick. Yeah. I just thought all the all the chapters were going to be called Lila. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elsa says, I started it last night. Wow, does it get steamy quickly? I'm excited to finish. And then she followed it up and said, was that just a really short book? <laughs> I just finished it, but I feel like I just started it. I really enjoyed Benson and Lila. The Wild One's level of crazy is out of my comfort zone, but I appreciated how connected the town and they all seemed to be very loyal to one another. After the steamy way it started, the ending was fairly tame too. It seemed a little rushed to me. I would have liked to see more interaction with Lila and the Body Wash family. <laughs> I guess I'll have to read the rest of the series. Um... Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And it does, like, it the the steaminess is really, like, 30 to 40% or somewhere, you know, and it, it does taper off a bit, you know. Yes. Well, his family shows up, so they... Well, yeah, it's they kind of like... jumping jump each other. You know, at, at a certain point, they're just like, we've been going at it like rabbits for two weeks, you know, and that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, that's all the steaminess that you're getting. Uh, Patricia says, once I just decided to roll with the crazy, I really enjoyed it. The series reminds me of Pippa Grant and Lily Valentine's Happy Cat series, which I recommend, uh, where Tomahawk Washington is proudly wild happy cat Georgia is charmingly quirky, also funny and sexy. Um, I would be interested in checking that out because I really like, I love these like, small town series where you're just like i just really want to live there like yeah you know i i really want to live in green valley tennessee and i really want to live in the 
apple orchard in the Serena Bowen books and um yeah you know and all those Hallmark movies yeah all those <laughs> or the what's the TV series one that just came out the oh red uh, you know <laughs> yeah that that one <laughs> what is that's gonna try what me is crazy. it it's gonna bug me Virgin River Virgin River I was like there's something with a V Virgin that's why I couldn't remember it <laughs> Uh, and finally, Deanna says, I read this at the beginning of February, and I still haven't decided if I loved it or kind of hated it. <laughs> Benson and Lila were great, and I really liked all the characters at certain moments, but the crazy antics of the townspeople in general grated, and I wanted to yell at everyone to grow the hell up. <laughs> they all seemed like a crazier version of Green Valley. Huh. Like what the Winston bros would be if Bethany hadn't been a sweet person and Daryl hadn't been <laughs> evil. Uh, got better yeah. for me when the relationship started, but it hadn't been. But if it hadn't been such a short book, I don't know that I would have finished. Probably, possibly, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. I'm willing to give it a reread in a while and see if I can figure out how I feel. Yeah, it could be just a frame of mind thing, Deanna. But also, like, if that's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. That, I don't know. Not your jam. Yeah. Um, I will say, being into the second book. Like the story continues. There's a, still a lot of Lila and Benson in the second book. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Mom, any final thoughts on this book? No, I loved it. And it's perfect. I actually like that they're shorter books because it's a, sh- it's a perfect little thing to fit in between all our other books we yeah, have to read. True. So, yeah, totally. And I, um, I think that this might actually be one that I do. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Whatever. Um, but I did, I, it's like I said, I, I really loved the town and I'm, I do just kind of want to read more about the town. So if nothing else, that's, that's got me hooked. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Becoming a Vincent by C.M. Owens. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On March 16th, we will be discussing Wicked Games by Jill Miles in our next mini episode. For now, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be ranking attractive men. Hello. Hello. Because we're experts on that. Obviously. <laughs> it's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. I really wanted to do my jewel impression, but mom told it's me. It's terrible. Mom told me not to. <laughs> Well, it's it's bad, and then doing that song in jewel in your jewel impression, I, I really think we would lose. I think we would lose listeners, Helen. Whatever. Uh, okay, mom, do you want to announce the winner of the February reading challenge drawing? Well, I'm going to do the drawing right now on the air. Oh my gosh! Exciting. It is so exciting. Uh, I got to pull up. So for those of you who don't know, 
We have um, the reading challenge that Jessica in the group has organized on the Facebook group. Um, every month, somebody re- everybody reads a book that fits in with the theme of the month. Last month was uh, for Black History. It was um, Black authors or heroines and the like. Um, so we pull a winner out of everybody who read for the reading challenge, and Jessica sends them some little swag. So, Mom... Do you have the winner? I do. The winner is Stacy Walker. Stacy, congratulations. Jessica will be in touch to get you that swag. Um, I, I'm trying to remember who won last month. Elsa <laughs> the same per- won last month. Okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't the same person. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe that's okay. Yeah. Um, And then a couple other announcements that I just wanted to say. So coming out today in the Facebook group, I'm going to put up a poll to help decide what our next reading list will be. Um, So head over to the Facebook group starting today to make your opinion heard on that. Um, Also, we have our 100th episode coming up, and we are currently thinking... (laughs) This could be a very bad idea, but we're currently thinking we're going to do a Facebook Live thing and have you guys kind of communicate with us, and then we'll record it and also put it up in podcast format. Um, So if there is like a day or time that you guys think would work best to do that, um, let us know somehow. You know where to find me. Um, and we'll and we'll still do it whenever we want. But <laughs> let us know. <laughs> we want we want to just like sort of hear what you think. Um, and then finally, just a reminder that we are both going to be at KissCon Weekend Affair in Chicago, April seventeenth through the nineteenth. Um, if you are in the Midwest area and you're going to be there, uh, we definitely want to see you even, maybe we should just do like a lunch or something for people that are in that area, even if you don't have tickets. So, um, let us know and we'd love to see as many of you as we can. Um, and that should do it for our break segment. Okay. Thanks. Welcome back. So we have been doing something kind of fun over on the Facebook group um, for the March Madness of it all. We have going our attractive male alert bracket. Um, We had everybody vote for people who they wanted to see on the bracket. Originally, it was going to be the Sweet 16, but we have 32 contenders right now in the works. And so we have voting going on over on the Facebook group. So... If you want to see a particular male on this bracket get up there, then you need to head over to the Facebook group and have your voice heard. Um, But for today's episode... Or your click. Have your click Yeah, that's right. Um, But for today's episode, Mom and I are going to duke it out and make our personal... Well, our... I'm saying between the two of us, we are going to come up with the Ellen and Mom bracket... Um, of, so we're doing it together as one bracket. Yes, the two of us. So I imagine there's going to be some contention on a couple of these, but we'll see. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Um, okay, let's go. 
So our first matchup is the number one seed with the number 32 seed, um, Chris Hemsworth versus Brad Pitt. Mom, where, where do you see this one going? Well, here's a couple of things I want to say up front. Yes. Sometimes I'm swayed by the age of the guys because it's hard for me to get wound up about these young boys. Yes. Because it's a little pedophilish for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I do want to say Brad Pitt looked dang good. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. But with that said, I'm going to go with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Throw all that stuff out. Chris Hemsworth, even like um, my my lesbian friend who uh, recently came out, she would always talk about how Chris Hemsworth, before she came out, she would always talk about how he was the alpha male. And I talked to her about it after she came out, and I was like, you, you know, you still found Chris Hemsworth attractive. Like, what's that about? Kind of teasing her. And she's like, listen, just because I'm gay does not mean that I can't recognize that he is the alpha male. Like, he is, yeah, just got well, that thing. He seems like a complete package. He just yeah. seems like a super nice guy. He's funny. Seems like he's he, a good dad. Yeah, and husband, and he's hot to boot. Yeah, so. and really funny, super funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Chris Hemsworth. Okay, Chris Pine versus Theo James. See, now this one... This is going to be a contention. Disagree <laughs> on. I think Theo James is good looking, but I just love Chris Pine. So, so you're going to want Theo James. When though. the Divergent movies were coming out, I was so freaking on the Theo James train. Um, and there's all these, like... There's because he like sings and he had these really funny videos during like the Divergent press tour where I was like, he's really weird and goofy. And so I was totally on it. And I haven't even watched Sanditon yet because honestly, I've heard it ends on a cliffhanger and that kind of pisses me off. So <laughs> I like deliberately haven't How watched it. How dare they? But okay. <sighs> How strongly do you feel about Chris Pine over Theo James? Well, I'll let you have Theo James if that's... But I, but just know that I get one later on. <laughs> Trying to see if, if I'm going to care about any of And I think this is one where the whole... He's kind of a young baby boy for me. He's so not it might just that be... young. Though. I mean, he, I think he's like my age. But oh. anyway, that's fine, Mom. I mean, I think like him and Chris Pine are the same age, kind of. But that's fine. Whatever. We're going to do Theo James. Um, okay. okay. Richard Armitage versus Richard Madden. This is another one. <laughs> yeah. This one got fairly contentious on the Facebook group. And um, I, it was, this one is more difficult for me than I thought it would be. Um, I, I think we should go with Richard Armitage, though. I just love him so much. And he has talked dirty in my ear. Yeah. And I need to... <laughs> Yes. I need to um, just really, uh, and we've loved him since North yeah. and South. And we talk about him so much on the podcast that I feel like we, do. we are beholden to to give it to him. Um, Colin Firth just versus Justin Hartley. Here's the thing. Mom and I do not watch This Is Us. It is right. not my cup of tea. Sorry. Mine either. Um, and Colin Firth is my Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy, yeah. And like. That is my, you know, 
quintessential Pride and Prejudice. So Colin Firth is who we are going to have to go with. Um, Idris Elba versus Regé Jean Page. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He is going to play Simon in the Bridgerton series. So we've had a lot of photographic evidence of how attractive he is. And I am on board with him in the Bridgertons. And I'm sure I am going to love him more when that show comes out, which please let that be soon, God willing. And, um, <laughs> but for mom and I, I know that it's gotta be Idris yeah. Elba. <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah. And if, if you haven't ever watched the Luther series, which maybe uh, that's not your bread, not like your bread and butter, but that show is so good and he is so hot in it. It's like yeah. weird. Like he wears the hell I mean, out of this coat. Yeah, he's kind of broken, and he doesn't always make good choices. No, he doesn't. But, <laughs> but uh, so good, and he's so good, and he's so uh, dang attractive. And hmm. anyway, yeah. yes, yes. Um, okay, Jason Momoa versus Army Hammer. Now, here's the thing with this one. I don't feel super strongly either way, so if you feel strongly, I'm going to let you have this one. Here's the thing, you guys. Army Hammer <laughs> was once on. <laughs> that's I forgot all about. This. <laughs> was once on a river tour with some friends of ours who used to like be river guides, and he was apparently like hardcore hitting on this girl who's like my baby sister, and she was 18 at the time, and her brother had to be like, dude step off and Back off. <laughs> you're being inappropriate and so that has always kind of put a bad taste and I'm sure he's grown and matured but that's always kind of put a bad taste in my mouth for Army Hammer and I don't know maybe he didn't realize how young she was I mean there's I don't know. but still it's just inappropriate to hit on your river guide that's just a given thing yeah just know that yeah but anyway so where where do you fall on the Jason Momoa versus Army um, Hammer. I'll go Jason Momoa. I I think I did. I voted Army Hammer on the Facebook group, but um, I don't feel strongly either way for either yeah. one of them. So. And Jason Momoa was kind of redonkulous in Aquaman. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom Hardy versus Winston Duke. This is another one where I don't feel as strongly about... Tom Hardy as like the rest of Romance Landia seems to. Um, these women in these groups freaking they love, love them some Tom, Tom Hardy, <laughs> and he's okay. I I get that he's an attractive man. Yes. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I mean, he's been yeah. you know in some amazing things. Revenant, and he was so good. Yeah, but um, uh, I don't. But um, I don't thirst for him the way that a lot of people seem to. He is yes, like that's true. where people like put him on a pedestal. Like he would not be in my top 10, maybe not even my top 20. So yeah, um, Winston Duke, I've really only seen him in Black Panther. He is very attractive. I am not He's blind. like 20 feet tall. Yeah. How tall is he? He's got to be like six, six, Climb six him at like least, a like. freaking tree. Yeah. Um, where so where do do we want to give it to Winston Duke? I'm fine. I say yes. Let's give it okay. to Winston Duke. Um, this next one, I didn't even vote on this one on Facebook today because I can't. And now we're gonna have to pick, and it's gonna break me. 
Sam Hewen versus J.J. Field. Okay. Um, I voted J.J. Field on Facebook group only because I know Sam Hewen's going to win it because yeah. he's Sam Hewen. And he's um, Jamie Frazier, just, more importantly. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but J.J. Fields is just our adorable little mister. Uh, Tilney. <clears throat> Tilney. And the guy from Austin Land. He's also, yes. like, so cute in that. He's so cute. But then Sam Hewen is Jamie Frazier, who is yes. also so cute and so hot. It's dumb. And his body is ridiculous. Yeah. I need to tell my Sam Hewen story. When I was living in L.A., I was crossing the street. Oh, I forgot about this too. I was crossing <laughs> I just... the street during my lunch break, and um, I was like on the crosswalk walking, and I look up to the driver at that stopped at the crosswalk, and I like do a cartoon like a what like double take like so hardcore, and because it was him, and he kind of just laughed and waved at me, and I was like. I'm embarrassed. I looked like an idiot, but <laughs> hi, you. Hi. <laughs> and I love you very much. Yeah. Um, also, there was a time when we were at Comic-Con, and he had to dress like Captain Hook, and I thought my brain was going to explode. So <laughs> yes. I think I feel beholden to give it to Sam Hewen. That's that's fine. I mean, I love Outlander, and I've loved him for years now yeah. because we also really liked him in I think underrated this one and if you haven't by who dumped yeah him. I was gonna say if you haven't seen it it was mom and I had fun with it like we thought it we was- had fun in fact I saw it multiple times because I came home and I'm like you need to go see this movie with me because it was a lot of fun my husband Ellen and I went and saw it yeah and then I came home and had my husband go see it with me um it's so fun and it just makes me think that I wish I was Malakunas so I could Make out with Sam Hewitt. Climb that tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are we going to give it to Sam? Yeah, we'll give it to Sam. Okay. Um, next matchup, Chris Evans versus Matt Bomber. So here's the thing, you guys. I once had a very vivid dream that I was married to Chris Evans, and he was so good to me. He was just the sweetest and treated me so well. And, you know, didn't care that I was a little overweight. He loved that about me. And <laughs> so ever since That's then. That's so nice of him. <laughs> so um, ever since then, I've just been like, every time I see Chris Evans, I'm like, Chris Evans, gosh dang you. See, and I had that same dream only with James Garner, which, okay. <laughs> dates you a bit. Uh, dates me a bit. But, uh, so we'll go with Chris Evans on okay. that one. Adam Driver versus Colin O'Donohue. Um, <laughs> Colin O'Donoghue. We, we know where I want to go. Uh, yeah. I, I, okay, here's the thing. Adam Driver, like, physically doesn't do a whole lot for me. I do think I've seen, like, him in interviews, and I think he seems like a super cool, chill guy. But also... And he's very funny when he hosts SNL, he which we appreciate a guy when he hosts with SNL. A, we appreciate a guy with a sense of humor. Yes, definitely. So. But... Uh, Colin O'Donoghue. But he killed his dad in Star Wars, so no forgiveness. So, <laughs> so screw you, Adam Driver. Screw you, Adam Driver. <laughs> you don't kill Han Solo and get away with that shit. Yeah. Um, we, we are not forgiving. But Colin O'Donoghue, I love. And, like, when I've read interviews where he talks about his wife and how teachers are the most underappreciated, like, profession. Oh. Mom. Um, He's an actor and his wife is a teacher. Yeah. And she's still working. Gosh. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> 
Um, he, if you did not watch Once Upon a Time, like it got to the point where he was the only reason I was once watching Once yeah. Upon a Time. Um, so he needs to do something else. We need we need him to show up in something. It's been too long. He's a freaking doll. Um, and we also saw him a lot at Comic Con, and he was yeah. a doll there as well. Yes. Okay, mom. Charlie Hunnam versus Lee Pace. This one is difficult. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> this one's that hard because, one. like, I recognize that Charlie Hunnam is probably more conventionally, like, you are hot, sir. Well, and his body is yeah. rocking. Yeah. But, um, and I'm, I'm not sure Lee Pace has that going on, but... Gosh, he was in Pushing Daisies, oh, Ellen. Gosh, I know. He was the pie maker. I know. And like and almost for that so reason adorable. alone, Lee Pace, I think, for me. But he's the bad guy now in all the Marvel That's movies. true. He is. He needs to knock that <laughs> off. <laughs> and, and he was the bad guy in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Or in the He Hobbit. wasn't a bad guy, was he? Well, he wasn't a really good guy. Yeah, that's he, true. I think he double-crossed him. Um, Lee Pace, that's fine. Okay. Um, Chris Pratt versus Orlando Bloom. Now, uh, 2005 Ellen would hate me for saying this, but obviously I have. In fact, I made this bracket 32 people because Chris Pratt was not going to make it, and I could not stand for that. <laughs> he must be on our list. <laughs> Um, we love Chris Pratt. We I love him. I love Chris Pratt. And we fell in love with him when he was chubby on Parks and Recreation. Yeah, I know. Parks I've loved him since then. So I. He's just a charming little goofball. And you just. I'm wanted... all about the goofballs. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Chris Pratt, yeah, obviously. Chris Pratt. Um, Henry Cavill versus, versus Tom Holland. Now. Wow. That's a. <laughs> Henry Cavill does not do a whole lot for me personally but tom holland um would make makes me feel like i'm 65 so honey so how do you think it makes me feel (laughs) this is one of those where it's like okay i appreciate that he's a cute little boy yeah but (laughs) i can't you know i can't think about him that way because i feel dirty yeah um and I also and recognize. I know you don't have a thing for Henry Cavill. I kind of have a thing for Henry Cavill. So it's mainly just that anytime I've seen Henry Cavill in interviews, he like does not seem like the most personable person in the world. I think he's just shy, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, and that's like a big thing for me. Like they, the better they seem to have a person, the better personality they seem to have, the more attracted I am to well, them. Well, me usually too, but yeah. He is not hard on the eyes. And, and like, so, the goofier just, they are, the more I like them. And he does not seem like a goofy type to me. I, I get it. This is why Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, this is why these are our, yeah. our, our, our boys. boys. Um, okay, Mom. John Yaman from Erkenshi Kush versus uh-huh. Oscar Isaac. Ouch. See, Oscar Isaac did not kill his father in Star Wars. I don't know. I don't know where his father is. <laughs> we don't know what he's been up to. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Maybe he did. Um, we have to give it to John. I have to go with John. Ellen's got him in her closet for him. I do. <laughs> I have my brother got me a cardboard cut out of him for Christmas a couple years ago, year, and so now year. when I, I, I have mom on the phone with me every day when I get home from work, and I. And have her stay on the phone with me while I check my closets for 
rapists and murderers. And I'm like, just John in my closet, per usual. No one in my closet but John. <laughs> um, Michael B. Jordan versus Colin Farrell. I think, see, I would. Michael B. Jordan is another one where I feel like he's young. Um, however, Car- Colin Farrell, you know, I, I get he's a good looking man, but he doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Um, however, Michael B. Jordan has a very nice body. He does indeed. And is a very good looking man. Yeah. Um, I say Michael B. Jordan. I'll go with Michael B. Jordan on that. Okay. One. Um, Michael Fassbender versus Stephen Amell. This one's mm. difficult. But well, Stephen Amell is one which we were cracking up because we did see him at Comic Con multiple times. And the thing is, is when you watch Arrow, he's just so broody so and broody. quiet. Yeah. And then when he was at Comic Con, he was super animated and funny. And Ellen are like, "This can't be the same guy." Yeah, it's true. Um, but also in regards to Comic Con, we saw Michael Fassbender, and there is just something about that man that like. You cannot take your eyes. At least I could not. And the camera loves him because I just kept taking pictures of him nonstop. And um, I think I have to go. There's just something about Michael Uh, Fassbender that I'm like. I agree. It has to be Michael Fassbender. But I did want to say Stephen Amell was very charming. Yeah, he is. Um, Not his arrow self. Okay. We're into the next round. So back to the beginning. Chris Hemsworth versus... Theo James. Oh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's easy. Richard Armitage versus Colin Firth. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Um, I think I have to go Richard Armitage. Yeah, I think I do too. Because I think Richard, I, as much as I love Colin Firth, and like every time I see Colin Firth now, I'm still just like, oh, Colin Firth, I love you so much. But yeah. Richard Armitage like does more to me. Physically. <laughs> okay, I, I, okay, stop. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Um, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, Idris Elba versus Jason Momoa. Oh, Idris. Idris, yeah. Um, Winston Duke versus Sam Hewen. We have to go with Sam, Sam Hewen. Hewen. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans versus Colin O'Donohue. This is hard, but mm. I have to go Chris Chris Evans. I will, too. He's Captain America. I do, too. Yes. He is Captain America. Not, the other one's just Captain Oh, Hook. it's Captain America versus Captain Hook. That's fun. <laughs> the captain. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure Captain Hook is a real captain. Well, I mean, I guess he's the captain of a ship. He is in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> but, I mean, I, he's not, like, a military captain. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, Lee Pace versus... Lee Pace is who we went with, right? Between him and... Yeah, it is. Lee Pace versus Chris Pratt. I have to go with Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt, yeah. Uh, Henry Cavill versus uh, John. Yaman. I'm going to let you pick. I'm going to go Henry, but... That's fine. I, 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 could be, I could be talked into either one. Here's the thing. As much as I love John, um, his personality lately has been pissing me off. Well, once he was off EK... Yeah, I I yeah. I less I loved him less. Yeah, so I'm um, fine if you want to go with Henry. Let's go with Henry Cavill. Okay, um, Michael B. Jordan versus Michael Fassbender. I have to go with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, that's me too. Okay, next round. See, we're going through these fast now that we've well now that talked, we've talked about each of them. Um, our talking points. Okay, 
Chris Hemsworth versus Richard Armitage. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I have to rec- I just have to acknowledge the the hotness of and and the total yeah. package that is Chris Hemsworth. That's it is a total package. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok so you can appreciate his sense of humor. He's or Ghostbusters, hilarious. he's really funny in that. Yes, he is funny in that. Or he's, Endgame, he's really funny in that. He is funny in that. <laughs> so I forgot about his Endgame. <laughs> anyway, I think he's funny, yeah. and I love funny guys. So yeah. Um, Idris Elba versus Sam Hewen. Who probably have to go with Sam. Yeah. Unless you can give me a reason to do it different. So Idris has a more just like, ooh, like he's just got that kind of like, mm, mm. like he's got stuff and he knows what to do with it kind of confidence. And I do. I remember when he was sexiest man alive and like they asked his daughter, who's like 20, um, what do you think about your dad being the sexiest man alive? She's like, um, he's my dad. <laughs> so gross. So gross. So why are you asking me that, you weird reporter? <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't, if you want to get a quick glimpse at Idris Elba, go watch his hot ones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so this one is difficult. I can go either way. If you feel like... I just think Sam is more of a, I don't know. I'm not trying to please the public, but I don't know. This I is, could go this Idris. This is ours, Mom. We can do whatever the hell we want. Whatever we want? Well, then let's do Idris. I love Idris Elba. Okay. I, do you know what I mean? He's just got yeah, more of yeah. that, like. Oh, yeah. Honey, oof. you don't need to explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Chris Evans versus Chris Pratt. Ooh, this this is like this one's gonna hurt me. Either way, it's gonna hurt me. I'll let you pick. Oh no! Well, no. Tell me what you think. (sighs) Cause here's the thing, Chris Pratt. I love for how goofy he is, but then Chris Evans is also pretty goofy, and I respect the hell that Chris Evans dated Jenny Slate. Who is yeah. a cute girl, but it's not like she's hot. And well, she's not like a supermodel. Yeah, and um, and yeah, Chris Evans seems like I don't know. They both seem like sweethearts. Here's the thing. Also, I got kind of pissed off at Chris Pratt when he broke up with Anna Ferris. Yeah, me too. All right, Chris Evans, it oh, is. Gosh, that hurts me though. I know. You'll get over it, honey. They're there. <laughs> Um, okay, Henry Cavill versus Michael Fassbender. We'll have to go Michael Fassbender. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm already over it. All right, final four. Our our final four are Chris Hemsworth, Idris Elba, Chris Evans, and Michael Fassbender. So we have Chris Hemsworth versus Idris Elba. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And then Chris Evans versus Michael Fassbender. Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be Chris and Chris. Okay. Uh, so final two. Chris Evans versus Chris Hemsworth. I'm going to have to go with Hemsworth on this, Ellen. Yeah. 
that's the right answer. And I mean, I know you were married to him, and he was really good to you. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, but and Hemsworth is just yeah. You it's know, like we've he's said the alpha male, yeah. the, the complete package. Yeah, even my lesbian friend thinks so. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all you need to Lesbians know. Lesbians know things. No, uh, Chris Hemsworth, I I feel good about, and I honestly I think that's the way that the. He was the number one seed on our Facebook, on our original Facebook poll. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if he does or does not make it to the top on the Facebook poll as well. Um, so that is our attractive I'm sure male. he's following this closely. Of course. He's very concerned. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Hemsworth is our attractive male alert uh, what? winner. What? What? So... Congratulations to him. I hope he wears the title <laughs> with dignity and <laughs> and honor. I'm glad it went to him. I was feeling sorry for him. Yeah, he's just, he doesn't have a whole lot. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't have a lot going on. So, hey, you're super he attractive. Need, he needs more people saying how attractive he is. So He needs the kudos. Yeah. So, well, well earned, Chris. Um, so that is our our winner. We're excited to see how it all pans out. It's been fun on, and some of them have been closer than I thought they were going to be. So that's been fun. Um, So if you want to join in, join our Facebook group for sure. And go on and vote. Yep. Um, Thanks so much for joining us again. If you would like to join us for Wicked Games by Jill Miles in one week on March 16th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMom'sRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love reading them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You are so welcome, Alan. I know. Bye. Bye, y'all. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.